0: Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcast. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. Jeff Rizden, LionsWire, DraftWire, part of the USA Today Network, one of our Lions NFL insiders. He's standing by. How you doing, my man?
1: I am still uh, buzzing after a win that you know we have not won two playoff games in the same year in my lifetime. So uh, I'm I'm feeling really good about still playing and still covering a playoff team.
0: What about three in a row and leaving San Francisco, planning on going to the Super Bowl for the first time?
1: Why the heck not, man? They can do it. It's not going to be easy. Um, it's not going to just as as yesterday was not easy. Uh, like you said, that that was a good Buccaneers team, and I think. Uh, you know, we might have underestimated them a little bit, or, or some fans did, anyways. Because you know, we we beat them earlier in the season. They were, I think, they were four and seven at one point. Uh, they were a team to play better as the year went on, and Baker Mayfield asserted himself. Uh, look, I have a long history with Baker Mayfield. I like him. I thought he did about as well as he could. But uh, I also, when they, when they lined up for that final drive. Wasn't really worried <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. I I I I've had complete faith that even if they got the touchdown, that the Lions would stop the two point conversion. And uh, it, it, it's man, it's great to still be covering a playoff team. This is new. I like it.
0: I will tell you, and I was there in the crowd, sitting at uh, about the twenty yard line, thirty rows up uh, on the Lions' side. There is not a better home field advantage. Uh, in the NFL this year, than Detroit, nowhere.
1: Yeah, and and the Buccaneers talked about that in their their post game press conferences. And if you saw uh, Steve Levy from ESPN uh, was there, and he wrote a very nice uh, post on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, about how like incredible the experience was from a fan perspective. Uh, and he's been he's been covering pro sports and college sports for a very long time. And he said it was the most electric atmosphere he's ever been a part of. And uh, the fans absolutely made themselves felt in the game once again. What, what was crazy to me was, and, and Levy mentioned this, how quiet it got when the Lions were calling their plays and trying to get things done. And then, you know, the switch flips Amen. when when the opposite was going on. That's that's you know for for a group that doesn't have a lot of postseason experience. I think the fans are adapting pretty quickly, and I love it,
0: yeah, I noticed that throughout the game yesterday. It'd be like when they're on offense, everybody would sit down for a moment, take a swig of their beer, their drink, a bite of their pretzel, popcorn, whatever, and then defense would come up, towels would start waving, and it'd be like psychoville, right
1: <laughs> that's great you know, that's it, that's what exactly what they want it, you know Alex Anceloni went on went last night last year, last week, and uh you know told everybody to do it and and they all listened. it's great.
0: I got to tell you something, it reminds me, you know, I've been to the old municipal Brown Stadium, I've been to Lambeau, and their fans do it, that, you know, so I'm sitting there at the 25-yard line with Marty Boer for the Michigan Sports Network, and during the course of the game, during big plays, there was a group of about 40 people who were all high-fiving, knuckles, hugging at the end, didn't know them, no one knew anybody, Right. They're like some of them are related to some of the players who are wearing jerseys. You're high five and you're hugging people. It's just, it was so pure and beautiful inside Ford Field yesterday. And yes, winning makes you feel a lot better when you're walking out the door. But the Lions Nation, the people of Michigan, their loyalty to the Lions, how they're being rewarded, and also the joy they shared together yesterday. And I know some did it, and maybe some of the same people. Against the Rams, but it was a beautiful thing. It really was.
1: It was. And you know, I, I loved how in the postgame several of the Lions players, notably Jared Goff and, and Frank Ragnow, uh, commented on, you know, how important it was for them to win it for the fans. So you know, they feel it. Especially Ragnow. Right he's been here he's been here for a long time. He's seen some things, man. And uh, he the fact that he wanted to reward the fans for their loyalty and their faith in the team, uh, that's what it's all about.
0: You know, speaking of Ragnow, I saw the story. I think Ian Rappaport and you also alluded to it in one of the LionsWire stories. And Jeff Risden from the LionsWire joining us on the Roastumberg Coffee. Guest line that Ragnow rolled his ankle, sprained his knee, only missed a few plays and said afterwards, or maybe it was today, that his dad taught him to play tough. <laughs> no, nobody w-
1: should ever question Frank now, And and by the way, he's going against Vita Vea, the arguably the best run defender in the NFL on the interior. A guy who outweighs him by about forty pounds. Uh that's that's you know that game ball Frank Ragnow. I but I, I didn't actually pay attention to who they gave it to. Just Barnes. Uh, Barnes was, was the
0: only one. And Campbell only gave out one. He gave it to Barnes.
1: Okay, well, yeah. Well, I mean, Derek Barnes making a play in coverage is worthy of a game ball, but doing it in the playoff game is probably even more worthy. Uh, I, I, that was, you know, that's one of those where you wonder why he's on the field uh, and, you know, like why he's he's our worst coverage linebacker. And he goes out there and makes a play. Um, the faith that, that Aaron Glenn and, and Dan Campbell showed in him to do things that he's not normally good at, that's. That's why they're still playing, uh, because they, they know their team very well, they reward their players very well, uh, and the faith that they have in one another to, to have each other's back, that's a very powerful force, uh, because we, we, have, we haven't seen that in Detroit before. They're going to need every inch of that uh, in, in San Francisco, but you know they're still playing, they got, they got a real shot at this, they really do.
0: And one thing the Lions have a shot at is any free agent, now moving forward, we'll go through the window time, we'll say at least, three to five years, and now you get a Zach Ertz who signs uh, as tight end depth uh, ahead of Sunday's NFC Championship, Uh, and we've watched it this year with players step up and say they want to play for the Lions. This is just the beginning. That's what's scary about being one win away from the Super Bowl.
1: Absolutely. You know, and we saw it earlier. Bruce Irvin wanted to go to a place where he could win. Uh, It didn't exactly work out the way he wanted it to, but that's why he came there. Tyson will who playing some as a off the practice squad. This this is a guy who was a 2010 draft pick, who's who again starving to win, and he's seen some things too in his career. He chose to come to Detroit. He did have other places that he could go to. You're going to see that in this coming off season when the Lions have some money, not a lot because they got to take care of some of their own guys, but they're going to have some money to spend on people. And the uh, you know I, I call them ring whores, the guys who are chasing rings towards the end of their career. They're going to start considering Detroit, and that—that that is not something we've ever seen before.
0: Matchup with the Niners. Uh, the men in that game went final yesterday after Barnes picked. They took a couple of knees. Why do you like the Lions to win on Sunday and get to the Super Bowl for the first time ever, and your biggest concern?
1: Uh, I, I like the quarterback matchup. The, the Lions have the better quarterback. Uh, in fact, they're going against the worst quarterback that's left, um, and it's not particularly close, and that, that doesn't demean Brock Purdy either. I just think that Jared Goff is playing that high of a level right now, and with the pass protection that he's getting, the varied weapons that they have, they're going to be able to attack San Francisco. It's not going to be easy. Their linebackers are really good. Their defensive backs can play. Um, they're a very smart and well-coached group, but uh, they, Goff operating the Goffense the way he is right now They can make some things happen. I worry about George Kittle and Debo Samuel if he plays and Christian McCaffrey. They also have a lot of weapons, and the teams that have multiple weapons that can beat you um, in in multiple ways have have really given the Lions defense fits this year. Um, They don't necessarily throw the ball deep all that well, which is nice because the Lions clearly can't cover that very well. But you know, what happens when you know you've got Christian McCaffrey flaring out, they're going on a Texas route, and you got you know Kittle clearing it out with a with an out route, and you got somebody dragging behind Like that, they're, that Shanahan offense, it's so tough to defend um, when when they have the speed and the weapons that they do. So I I worry that the defense is going to give up more points than what the offense can score, and I do think the offense can score in this team.
0: You have to be creative. You know, it's obvious. Anybody who's watched the playoffs, are really, Lions this season, when they bring pressure on opposing QBs, they're a different team.
1: Absolutely, you got to attack, cannot sit back and let your cover guys try to cover and make plays that so they're not going to. But uh, look at look at those the way that, that Aaron Glenn attacked yesterday. Uh, they had what two and a half sacks by defensive backs. They they made some pressures. They they. Kept Baker Mayfield uncomfortable. Uh, May- Baker Mayfield, by the way, is a lot more mobile than Brock Purdy is, and uh, more experienced, better at, at sort of navigating the pocket. So this is a game where AG can dial up some pressure, be proactive, don't sit back there, don't ask Cam Sutton to try to defend oh. three point five seconds down the field. Oh, no,
0: don't get me, me going Cam on to... Cam Sutton. He is so bad in coverage. Away.
1: He's, he bites on every short route, and it drives me crazy. Because I know they told him that he can't do that, and he still does it. But the issue is they don't have anybody better to replace him with. Uh, this is a team, you know, we're gonna, eventually we're going to have to start talking about the draft and free agency You better believe that an outside corner is far and away the biggest need on the team. And we'll, we'll dive into that once the offseason gets here. But uh, until then, I'm still happy to talk that we're playing football.
0: I'm really surprised with how they picked on Sutton right before halftime. In that, I think 90-yard drive, whatever it was, 92, uh, to score that TD, that they didn't throw uh, and put Evans on Sutton all the time. But you know what? The Lions, we can nitpick all we want to. They find a way to win. Goff wasn't uh, pretty in the first half, if I can use that, but he made plays in the second half, and that's really been a theme of this team. They – they haven't had a lot of those four quarter games where you said, "Man, they were great start to finish."
1: Yeah, that first drive was was kind of ugly, but they, they did bounce back. The other thing that I like is that Dan Campbell is going to play to win. Like when they had that the the, the play that was the Craig Reynolds touchdown, we all knew they were going for it, like no question. Uh, and some of that is the fact that you know it would have pinned the, the the defense, you know, Pin their offense deep, giving the defense a chance to make a play and make them you know go the length of the field, and uh, that that shows some faith in the defense. And, and believe it or not, the players do feel that. Like, hey, you know, coach knows that even if we don't make this, our defense, we we got this. Uh, but they, they got the touchdown, and that's that's the sort of thing you have to do. You can't play not to lose. You got to play to win. And nobody has ever told Dan Campbell that he needs to play to win more. That's that's what he does. That's his default mode.
0: Are you thinking Lions go to Vegas, or does it stop and end in San Francisco?
1: You know, they're, they're underdogs for a reason. That's a really good football team. It wouldn't surprise me if the Lions win, but right now I'm, it, it, I'm leaning that they, they're going to have to have some things go right for it to happen. But uh, I would love to see this team make the Super Bowl. And, and again, they, their window's open. It's there now. They can win this game. They, they again. They have to do some things well, but they can win this game. And then, then I don't even know how to, I don't know how to fathom how I would react to the Lions going to the Super Bowl. I just uh, wow. Uh, I, 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 so I was better yesterday. So the first, the, the Wild Card win over the Rams, I was crying my eyes off for a little bit. Yesterday, I was a lot more professional about it. I was, you know, okay. I kind of expected this one. I feel pretty good about it. You know, I'm, I, I have a lot of work to do post game. That's one of the, the downsides of doing what I do is I don't get to relish them very much. But I was very like I don't know. I I, I felt more seasoned and more experienced <laughs> already, and I kind of like that feeling too.
0: And one note: uh, Lions and the Rams had two of the top offenses in the final part of the season. Now, when you look at the full season, uh, Niners and The Lions uh, right there is two of the top offenses. I agree with you. I think they're going to have the offense to score. The question is, how many stops can that defensive unit make for the Lions? I really think that's the key to Sunday.
1: Yeah, and and you can force Brock Purdy to make in some bad throws. He did not look good against Green Bay. Uh, He was much worse than Jordan Love was. And that's something that, you know, that, that's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, let's hope the Lions bring the freight train coming their way and uh, and make him pay for it and take advantage of the mistakes that he makes. You can't drop interceptions. You can't not recover fumbles. Um, when you get a strip sack, you got to go get that ball. You can't just let the, the offensive lineman fall on it. Those are the things that they have to do. Uh, Dan Campbell knows that. The team knows that. But knowing it and executing it are are Sometimes different things, but that's that's the focus this week.
0: You know, when healthy, Niners are top two in offense and defense in the NFL. Lines, like I said, are up there uh, in the top three in terms of offense, but in defense, they fall out of the top ten. They're a top fifteen defensive unit.
1: Yeah, and and obviously, Christian McCaffrey is just a different kind of animal too, because he's you know we love what Jameer Gibbs does. He does that for them, but he also does the David Montgomery role of being able to run inside. Not that John can't do that, but McCaffrey has been doing that for a very long time. He's he's an All Pro for a reason, and uh, you know they have a very good offensive line. Trent Williams, arguably the best left tackle in football, going be a nice matchup for for Hutch and whoever goes up against that. You know they they uh, they just, it's not going to be easy. We 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 know that for sure.
0: Jeff Risden, you can follow him at Jeff R I S D O N Lions Wire Draftwire, Facebook and Twitter online. He is one of our Lions, NFL insiders. My man, we'll talk tomorrow in studio.
1: Sounds great. Thanks, Phil.